Welcome to I Feel Snitty, episode 146, entitled Take a Look, It's in My Book, It's a Reading Promo, Part 16. I'm your host, Craig Rosnecki. It had been two years since my last LOL at the GOP book, so it was high past time to release another. So in 2018, I released LOL at the GOP, Volume 7, Obstruction of Conscience. Keeping the introduction short this time, here are five excerpts from the seventh installment of my LOL at the GOP series. The first excerpt can be found on pages 18 through 20, and it's called Perry Compares Homosexuality to Alcoholism. Perry Compares Homosexuality to Alcoholism. A while back, then-Texas Governor Rick Perry made an appearance in San Francisco and answered a question regarding homosexuality with this. Whether or not you feel compelled to follow a particular lifestyle or not, you have the ability to decide not to do that. I may have the genetic coding that I'm inclined to be an alcoholic, but I had the desire not to do that. And I look at the homosexual issue the same way. A person doing several shots of liquor every night and attempting to drive home drunk? Someone who is sexually attracted to and loves another of the same gender? Yeah, that's exactly the same thing. Setting. A gay man gets pulled over by a cop late at night. Francois Chaptacular. Is there a problem, officer? Officer Richard Head. License registration, please. I don't think I was speeding. Is one of my brake lights out or something? I've heard about you, Fran, Fran, Franny, whatever the hell your name is. That's Francois, sir. Look, kid, we can't have your kind driving out here at night. Not only are you a risk to yourself, but you're a risk to every other driver. What? I'm confused. I wasn't drinking or anything. Don't deny it, buddy. The whole town knows. You're one of them gays, and as far as I see it, you're just as dangerous on the road as someone who's pounded down 69 buttery nipple shots. Is this a joke? What? You think this is funny or something, Frankie? No, of course not. And it's Francois. Good, because it's not funny. When you're driving out here at night, you spread those queer vibes all around the town. And if you keep doing it, we'll have an AIDS epidemic on our hands here. I don't know about you, but I don't want no AIDS. You got that? How can I give you AIDS from driving? That's not important. What is important is that you take this license and registration back. Take this as a very stern warning. Go back home and never drive in this town again. But that's not fair. Hush up. Now, I'll be watching you, Fernando. In fact, just to make sure you go right back home, I'm going to ride your butt all the way back there. How does that sound? Well, honestly, you're not really my type. I mean, uh, yeah, sure. Thanks, officer. Head. Richard Head. Most people who get to know me call me Dick. I understand completely. Well, good night. Yeah, they're the same thing. As you were saying, Mr. Perry. The next piece is entitled, Don Jr. Teaches His Daughter About What He Believes Socialism to Be and it can be found on pages 33 through 35. Don Jr. teaches his daughter about what he believes socialism to be. Donald Trump Jr. continues to showcase that the bigly stupid gene runs in the family. As he has again illustrated, he knows as much about socialism as a dog named Lucky knows about Kama Sutra. On Halloween, the president's son tweeted a picture of his daughter, Chloe, 
holding up a half-full, half-empty bowl of candy, adding the words, I'm going to take half of Chloe's candy tonight and give it to some kid who sat at home. It's never too early to teach her about socialism. Apparently there is such a thing as too late to teach him about socialism. Well, in English speaking. Let me get this straight. On a day when kids all over the country knock on neighbors and strangers' doors, asking for free candy, Don Jr. stealing half that candy from his own daughter and giving it to a kid at home is an example of socialism? As Mandy Patinkin said in The Princess Bride, I do not think that word means what you think it means. Let's break this down even further. Step 1. Donald Trump Jr. takes his daughter out trick-or-treating, asking for free handouts, candy, and that's perfectly acceptable. Step 2. Donald Trump Jr. takes half of his daughter's free handouts, candy, and calls it socialism. Conclusion. Donald Trump Jr. doesn't know what socialism is, and he's a cold-hearted jerk. Based on that rationale, or lack of it, I predict Don Jr. will utter the following to his daughter at some point. Okay, now pretend these pieces of candy are your papa's tax returns. That's it. Probably no ketchup this time. You, 100 Skittles. Give me your reds. Doll, 2 Skittles. No reds to give. That's taxes. Not fair, is it? I bought this Milky Way. I have to eat it. I can't throw or give it away. I have no choice. So yeah, abortion. These two jelly beans don't belong together. Let's call them Adam and Steve. Now let's eat Adam and Steve. Yum. Let's say the Starburst cure cancer. If everyone had one, that'd be bad. Because, you know, death panels. Go ahead and hit me with that gummy bear. Ow. That could have killed me. This is why we can't have gun control. If you want a special kind of candy, ask Papa to call Uncle Vladdy and he'll get it for you. That's democracy. Give me all your candy. In due time, some of this candy will trickle down to you. Isn't that cool? This next writing is entitled, Vaginas Equals Butts, according to Idaho State Representative Vito Barbieri. Vaginas Equals Butts, according to Idaho State Representative Vito Barbieri. Like a lot of male Republican politicians, Idaho State Representative Vito Barbieri appears to be quite confused about the female body. With regard to a state bill which would ban doctors from providing abortion-inducing medication through telemedicine, the House State Affairs Committee heard three hours of testimony, which is when Representative Barbieri would soon make it known to the world that he knows as much about a woman's body as a fetus knows about the internets. Thanks, W. Here's basically how the back and forth between Representative Barbieri and Dr. Julie Madsen, who opposed the bill, went. Dr. Madsen. Some colonoscopy patients may swallow a small device to give doctors a closer look at parts of their colon. Rep. Barbieri. Can this same procedure then be done in a pregnancy? Swallowing a camera and helping the doctor determine what the situation is. That would be impossible because swallow pills do not end up in the vagina. Fascinating. That makes sense. Representative Barbieri would later say this, his question was rhetorical. However, I have a difficult time believing this. If he was truly asking a rhetorical question, 
as most everyone would do in such a circumstance, here's how that back and forth would have gone. Some colonoscopy patients may swallow a small device to give doctors a closer look at parts of their colon. Can this same procedure then be done in a pregnancy, swallowing a camera and helping the doctor determine what the situation is? That's no need to respond. The question was rhetorical. I was merely proving a point. That will be all. So since I don't believe his question was rhetorical, I have some questions of my own that I'd like to ask the Idaho lawmaker. Number one, true or false, the butt and vagina are the same thing. Number two, if you answered true to question number one, does that make the butt and penis the same thing? Number three, if you answered true to both number one and number two, through the transitive property, does that mean the penis and vagina are the same thing? Number four, how do you believe people have sex? You'll be required to draw a picture. Number five, if vaginas are butts in disguise, why do so many Republicans have an issue with gays getting married? Since both homosexuals and heterosexuals would be only engaging in anal sex. Based on Representative Barbieri's ridiculous question, expect to hear the following questions from him at some point in the future. In Sir Mix-a-Lot's song, Baby Got Back, when he says, I like big butts and I cannot lie, is that code for I like big vaginas and I cannot lie? Do women always have to sit down to use the restroom because they pee and poop out of the same place? Where do babies come out of again, and does it really matter which hole it is, or is there only one hole? So since I've established that butts are the same thing as vaginas, does this mean gay men can get pregnant too? If a doctor gave me a colonoscopy, would he find my head there? Yes. This next piece can be found on pages 105 and 106, and is titled, The Constitution, Modern Day Republican Version. The Constitution, Modern Day Republican Version. Far-right Republicans often like to call themselves constitutionalists. But just how accurate is that label? If the modern-day GOP were to write the Constitution today, here are just a few changes I think they'd make. First Amendment. Congress shall respect Jerry Falwell's interpretation of Christianity more than any other religion. Due to that, Congress shall make no law prohibiting freedom of speech, even when this speech negates others of their rights. Conservative-friendly media outlets should be so free they're allowed to tell the world that gravity was a myth passed down by one king fallen without so much as a smirk. Second Amendment An unregulated militia, being necessary to the profit of the National Rifle Association, the right of the people to keep and bear firearms, which could potentially kill 200 people per minute, shall not be infringed, because Jesus. Fourth Amendment. The right of the people to feel secure in their homes against unreasonable searches and seizures shall only be violated when the nation is frightened of Muslim terrorists, which is always. Sixth Amendment. In all criminal prosecutions, the accused shall enjoy the right to a speedy and public trial by an impartial jury of the state and district wherein the crime shall have been committed, which district shall have been previously ascertained by law, and to be informed of the nature and cause of the accusation, to be confronted with the witnesses against him, to have compulsory process for obtaining witnesses in his favor, 
and to have the assistance of counsel for his defense. Unless he's black. Eighth Amendment. Outside of fatal shock therapy ordered by the state, cruel and unusual punishments shall not be inflicted, so long as grand flexibility is provided with regard to the terms cruel and unusual. Twelfth Amendment. The person having the greatest number of votes for president shall become president, except for the times when the person with fewer votes becomes president. Thirteenth Amendment. Slavery is like, so not cool we should pretend it never happened. Thanks, Texas. Fourteenth Amendment. All persons who are descendants of those who weren't originally born in this country, but stole from others, shall be seen as citizens of the United States. As far as descendants of those who were originally from this country go, they should try their luck at the penny slots. Fifteenth Amendment. Persons can't be denied the right to vote based on race or color, but laws can be passed to make it more difficult for them to do so. The fewer that vote, the better. All hail democracy. 26th Amendment. Persons 18 years or older can't be denied the right to vote. If they're between the ages of 18 and 20, however, while they can be sent off to war and potentially shot in the process, they can't legally buy a shot of duels. The final excerpt I'll be sharing from this book can be found on pages 107 through 110, and it's called The Linguistic Acrobatics of Donald Trump. The Linguistic Acrobatics of Donald Trump. The linguistic acrobatics of Donald Trump and those who work with or for him are quite amazing. I suppose it would have to be since the man appears to be unable of admitting a mistake, all the while lying approximately 69% of the time, according to a Pulitzer Prize winning fact checker, Plintifact.com. When Trump made claims that the size of his inauguration crowd was larger than that of Barack Obama's, Kellyanne Conway called it an alternative fact. More recently, after the president admitted that he was under investigation in a tweet, one of his lawyers came out and said that he wasn't under investigation. Ms. Conway added to this, suggesting that Trump was merely trying to place a spotlight on irony with his tweet. In many other such scenarios, Trump or his spokespeople have excused the president, suggesting he was just being sarcastic, not to take his tweet seriously, that he was being taken out of context, or how he was interpreted didn't match his intent. Hell, if we go back even further, after months of claiming then-President Barack Obama's birth certificate wasn't authentic, and his claim being debunked numerous times by reputable fact-checkers, instead of finally admitting he was wrong about his birth theory, Trump took credit for Obama's real birth certificate coming forward. Given all this, expect a following conversation to occur at some point during the Trump presidency. Reporter. Trump tweeted earlier that the Nile was a river in Mississippi. He does realize the river isn't even in North America, let alone Mississippi, right? Kellyanne Conway. You misunderstood him. He was just giving alternative geography. Next question. When the president tweeted the other day that he wouldn't mind fingering Jennifer Lopez, what did he mean? Was he being as perverted as he came across? No, of course not. He was just saying that he's a big fan of J-Lo. He thinks she's number one. You know, fingering her. What on earth was President Trump thinking when he said Mexicans are only good for making tacos? He was speaking metaphorically. Tacos can mean anything. They can symbolize houses, lives, dreams, anything. When I was growing up and asked what I wanted to be when I became an adult, I simply held up a taco. True story.
Okay, I want to get this right. But at 3.33 in the morning a couple days ago, Donald Trump tweeted, I'm the smartest vajudum like ever. What is vajudum? If you don't know, I can't tell you. You have to discover it yourself. The truth is, we're all vajudums. Donald Trump is just the smartest one. Next. Just yesterday, Trump spoke at a mosque and said, I'm going to kill every Muslim in the world, bigly and literally. He, I'm going to cut you off right there. The president has received a lot of backlash for that comment, but he was taken out of context, and what he said shouldn't be taken literally. I think anyone with half a brain knows that. When Donald Trump says literally, he really means, you know, not that. He just simply means he'll tweet to Muslims on Twitter and say something like, sad, and that's it. It's really not that big of a deal. TMZ just posted video of Donald Trump recently making out with a woman who wasn't his wife. What's the story there? Look, here's how that went down. A supermodel told the president she bets she's a better kisser than Melania. So the president told his wife about this. She told him to make out with the model to prove her wrong. And that's the end of the story. Donald Trump claimed the 11th commandment in the Bible is thou shalt not do Obamacare. He realizes that's factually incorrect, right? The First Amendment in the U.S. Constitution permits him to hold an opinion about the Bible. Period. Why did the president start feeling a rush on the map while saying... I want to grab you by the pussy. You misheard him. He said, Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Bigly Russia has to go. While standing behind Miss Universe, the president made a hole with his left hand and kept inserting two fingers from his right hand in and out of it as he nodded toward her and making a humping motion in her direction. Would you care to explain his inappropriate behavior and apologize on his behalf? There's nothing to apologize for. The president has almost perfect health, but his one defect is what his doctors call BPS, or bigly pelvic spasms. It's not something to joke around about. He was also using sign language to say that words were about to emanate from the woman's mouth. Okay, I've got time for one more question. This month's jobs report shows 85,000 jobs were created. After the report's release, the president stated that 5 million jobs were created. Why, touch, why tell such an egregious lie? That wasn't a lie. It was a false truth. The book can be purchased on paperback for $12.50 on Lulu and on Kindle for $3.99 on Amazon. If you have any questions on the book, don't hesitate to ask. That's for today's episode. Until next time, you can check me on Podbean, Twitter, Amazon, and Blogger. This has been I Feel Snitty with Craig Rosnicki. Take care.